Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Our topic today is leadership and management. Um, and that too, in an environment where almost nothing is constant. In today's fast moving and evolving world, leadership is under pressure. And it is under pressure to adjust to the environmental needs. Speed in the overload of data and plus much more what and how should leaders manage? How should the leaders navigate and be effective in these times? I have with me Dr. Lalijori from Oxford for a very interesting discussion. He's a master of this subject. He's the head of program OAMLP, Oxford Advanced Management Leadership Program, which has guided global leaders from across the world in past decades. His efforts have been recognized uh, uh, with the program rising to the number two in global rankings by Financial Times. Dr. Lalijori is a senior fellow in international business at Said Business School and director of the Oxford Advanced Management and Leadership Program. His areas of expertise include strategy, leadership in international businesses, alliances, including public-private partnerships public policy and institutional reforms and emerging markets. Lalit is a member of the International Editorial Board for the International Journal of Emerging Markets and of the Academy of Management. He has also served as the Vice President Australasia of the Production and Operations Society, the Director and Member of the International Board of Building Partnerships for Development and a member of the editorial board of POMS Chronicle. He is a member, distinguished advisory board, journal of Asian business studies. Lutz holds uh, uh, an MSc in physics, an MBA, and a PhD in business policy and strategic management. Welcome, Lalit. Thank you, Mahesh. Lalit, let me start today picking your uh, brains on how do you think leaders should or could prepare to participate in a fast-changing uh, and a very interconnected world? That's a great question, Mahesh, and uh, we spend, I and my team spend considerable amount of time on um, this particular question because uh, as educators as educators we need to understand uh, the the <clears throat> the role uh, of the leaders across different sectors around the world and the role is obviously connected to the context that we are all living in so the first of all the leaders must understand um, what is exactly happening around them? Now, what is a big challenge? When you look around, you see that there are so many different things going in multiple directions. You don't see any consistent trend. And often we say that we are no longer living in a linear world where things always move with certain degree of predictability. Now, on most of the frontiers, we don't see predictability. What we see is a lot of disruption. 
when there is a lot of disruption, you suddenly find that the power of analysis seems to break down. So this is the biggest challenge that the leaders are facing today. How to predict what is going to happen in the next um, period of time, uh, ranging from um, immediate future to the medium term future to the long term future. And, and given the complexity, given the, the sort of convergence of so many opposing forces, is becoming more and more difficult. Further, uh, the second tier challenge is that even if you're able to comprehend some of the trends, then how do you distill the message so that you can uh, articulate in a very cogent and in a very sort of understandable way uh, how you see the future of your organization, how do you see the future context of your organization and how do you convince people to buy into that kind of uh, future that you are contemplating or which you are uh, sort of proposing um, and, and then use it as a mechanism to develop your responses, uh, your own responses, your organization's responses. Now here comes uh, another big challenge. Today everybody has access to information. This information may be high quality, it may be honest, very truthful, this may be very poor quality information, it may be uh, distorted, it may be very dishonest, and it may not be very truthful. But people do carry love. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, people do have certain impressions of the context. So here is a challenge in front of the leaders that how do you distill the, 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 the relevant and the most um, honest part of the information and how do you develop a, a, a story about the future so that you can share it with your employees, so that you can share it with your stakeholders and propose some choices. So this is the one of the biggest challenge that the leaders are facing today. And in a way, when we um, think about educating the leaders, this becomes our challenge also, because a lot of tools and techniques of the past are no longer valid in terms of developing an understanding of the external context to the, the environment within which the organizations are going to work. So um, again, the, 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 the big challenge here is in the absence of any powerful tools and techniques, uh, how are we going to develop uh, a sort of a understanding which can be rationalized, which can be articulated as a series of logics, which can be articulated as a story so that people buy in, into that and then uh, sit collectively and develop the the responses of the organization, which is what we call as the strategic choices or uh, choices in terms of how we are going to develop our uh, business models, who are the customers we are going to serve, uh, what are the expectations, what are the preferences of our customers, how they are going to shift in the next two, three, four, five years, and how, how in what way are we going to 
make the choices about technology, the investments, and developing robust uh, pool of talent in our organization. So these are becoming very, very difficult choices. And um, once you have the choices, then comes the big challenge of execution. How do you ensure that the entire structure of the organization comprising of um, stakeholders who are inside the organization, who are outside the organization, um, support these choices and come together to uh, implement. And here comes the, the whole element of uh, leadership. That how do you uh, prepare the organization? How do you develop a culture of collective wisdom? How do you develop a culture of uh, harmony and collaboration and cooperation? How do you create a, uh, a set of uh, um, teams who are going to work together and, and in a very harmonious way uh, leading up to fulfilling the very purpose of the organization? So these are some of the the, 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 the structures, the, the leadership aspects of the senior executive that we are continuously looking into through our research, through conferences, by meeting executives all the time. And we are trying to respond um, here at Oxford Said Business School by incorporating some of our own um, thoughts on these uh, themes that I have just articulated. And uh, I would particularly point to you the program that I am responsible for designing and directing and teaching. It's called the Oxford Advanced Management and Leadership Program. And uh, we seem to have taken some right steps. And as you said earlier, uh, that the, the rankings by the Financial Times are uh, a great testimony to the impact that the program is making and is currently ranked uh, number two in the world. I think, I think that's a reflection of even the name you said, because it's not a management program only, it's not a leadership program only, it is Oxford Advanced at the highest level, management and leadership, because both are necessary to be successful. You are absolutely right, Mahesh. Uh, one of our, is, I mean, um, about seven or eight years back, most of the business schools, in fact, even today, some of the competing business schools talk about advanced management program. But uh, we at Oxford, when we were doing the research in order to transform this program, uh, every single interviewee that we met during the course of the research indicated that, look, management choice making and leadership are the two sides of the same coin. In other words, the strategy and leadership should not be bifurcated. And that has uh, been the problem with many programs, the MBA programs the world over, where they teach courses which are standalone courses in strategy and standalone courses in leadership. And um, I mean, I still remember one of the very senior executive of a company, the CEO of a company, he said that, look, you can't have a great leader uh, without him have, him or her having a great strategy. And, and, and then he said that, look, you can't have a great 
strategy unless there is a great thinker or a great leader or a, a set of great leaders behind uh, the thinking which has gone into the strategy and it makes a lot of sense so we changed the name of the program from oxford advanced management program to oxford advanced management and leadership program and uh, now in the current uh, design framework of the program in every session we uh, reflect uh, in a very insightful way in a very in depth way on the management aspect as well as the leadership aspect and therefore the 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 discussions and the the reflections of our participant in the program are much more realistic so you are absolutely right in saying that it is a combination of both which needs to be looked at and that's the reality of the life of a senior leader i think that's uh, that that was a very critical move uh, <laughs> which kind of combined the two necessary uh, characteristics because since as you rightly said can't be separated out uh, two sides of the same coin uh, but they are two sides <laughs> and they both be functional yes. <laughs> and to make it very successful so uh, lalit uh, thank you so much we'll take a short break here and we'll continue our discussions after this short break What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The future of online TV is here. 
you exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Dr. Lalit Jori, and we have been talking about uh, the Oxford Advanced Management and Leadership Program at Said Business School in Oxford, and how uh, keeping focus on both management side and leadership side, the program has become uh, one of the most sought-after program in the world. As per the Financial Times, it's already ranked number two in the world. Lalit. Um, I have a question here, which could be of interest to our audience. So yes. you get a lot of leaders uh, from government, you get from uh, NGOs, you get from charities, you get from industries and various types of industries, very focused group of people. The leaders which have, who have reached that level, uh, probably they are um, already, since they're already in the leadership position and uh, they can learn a few things from the faculty, uh, a few things from the environment around them. So uh, is it safe for me to say that uh, you may be doing a lot of research and picking up what is the kind of environment in that learning environment you'll create by using the contribution from the people who are part of it because the leaders would learn from each other. And how do you, so my question directly is, how do you pick up the group of people. How do you pick those individuals so that they can create value to others? You know, and and what? How do you look at the backgrounds? And how does this process work to create value for leaders who are coming into this program? Yeah. So uh, that's another great question, Mahesh, because uh, here lies uh, our own learning uh, in terms of educating the leaders. Uh, from all over the world here in Oxford and uh, we seem to have uh, learned quite a few things in this direction. So uh, to achieve a very high level of uh, learning experience and uh, and uh, impact following the application of learnings, uh, we have to ensure uh, certain design principles. So one of the the first design principle that we use in this, uh, in terms of selecting the people for the advanced management and leadership program at Oxford is to ensure that we have a, a huge um, diversity in the class. Now, this diversity is of uh, different types. First of all, uh, we are um, looking at selecting people from all the continents of the world. We think that at the senior leadership level, the challenges that the leaders face are becoming more and more global and therefore, and the solutions, the thinking and the solutions also need to uh, have a certain degree of uh, both the global as well as the local flavor. And uh, we encourage uh, applicants from 
different parts of the world. So this is one kind of diversity. The second kind of diversity we think is uh, that we need to have uh, various types of organizations which are there uh, in any society. So we uh, select uh, senior leaders from the, the for-profit uh, private sector. We select people from the civil services, uh, particularly from the social sectors, education, health. We pick up people from uh, foreign services, military, Department of Defense. Uh, we pick up, uh, select people from uh, social sectors. Uh, these are the large and medium-sized uh, organizations which are involved in doing voluntary work. Uh, Sometimes they could also be non-governmental organization. We select uh, senior leaders from high-tech companies uh, and sometimes we even pick up uh, the pioneers uh, from the startups. So again, the design principle here is that in a society today, the problems are not unique to a given type of organization. The problems tend to spill into each other's domain and we are looking for collective answers. And we already see that there is a huge amount of collaboration going on between the public sector, the private sector, and we see that a lot of services of the government departments have been outsourced or running in the public-private partnership mode, uh, both for, uh, for efficiency, high impact, as well as for uh, having a more uh, budget discipline. The third principle, uh, design principle that we use is, uh, again, we are looking for gender diversity. Uh, of course, this is a big challenge to us because uh, uh, given the, the, the selection choices uh, made by the organizations um, and, and given the fact that in many countries there are fewer uh, women leaders at the senior positions. So we, we, we try to ensure that we are at least, if not able to achieve a perfect gender balance, we at least have a fair representation of uh, women on the program. Now, these are some of the very basic principles. In terms of uh, achieving the learning experience of the highest order, we provide extremely personal kind of a care. The class size is kept between uh, 35, 30 to 35. And we have uh, personal tutors for every participant with whom they can spend considerable amount of time during the program and even after the program. So there is a lot of, and then within the program also, Individual participants can um, grab some time slots which are provided in the during the program and present a case study on a compelling problem that they may be facing professionally at their individual level or present a challenge faced by their organization. So these are in the form of sessions which we call is customizing my um, OMLP experience. And I must say that we, we are very fortunate a um, lot of participants take advantage of uh, this uh, particular opportunity and bring some of the most uh, challenging cutting-edge problems 
in front of the class for discussion. So diversity of viewpoint through cultural diversity, organizational diversity, gender diversity, and diversity of experiences. And as you very rightly said in the beginning of your question, that this whole model is built around the collective wisdom of the class. We draw from the experiences and the wisdom of each and every participant. So the, 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 the so-called in-class sessions tend to be pretty much uh, based on the, the art of discussion, the art of debating. We even have a Oxford-type debate uh, in which the participants take positions in favor of the motion or against the motion and debate and then uh, resolve the uh, motion for the debate by show of hands. So, um, I mean, these are some of the very, very specialized kind of uh, um, reflective learning uh, methods that we have uh, designed here in Oxford and we practice them very, very effectively. And of course, we encourage our uh, participants while they are in the campus and even after the the program to keep reflecting on their learnings and we keep in touch with the LMDI and uh, follow up on the various uh, transformation programs that they are undertaking post the Oxford experience and, and transformation programs at the organization level, including at the society level. And, uh, and, and we, are, we are absolutely delighted that the alumni of the program are making a huge impact. Now, at this point, you might uh, be wondering then, what is the role of the faculty? The role of the faculty, yeah. So the role of the faculty is to push the boundaries of our discussion. Oh, wow. I got it. That's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're limiting your thought process up to what point they're going. And the natural tendency is go into the zone of comfort, which is path of least resistance. Yes. Don't push it too hard. I'll share absolutely. what I know. Yeah, absolutely. So while the class is in a state of discussion, uh, they, will, they will sort of uh, come in uh, without dominating the discussion and introduce some new research which they uh, would have carried out uh, before the before coming to the session, they will bring some new case studies, examples, or stories, and and then uh, raise um, even higher order questions so that the class is sort of inspired to think beyond their usual sense of imagination. Because here at Oxford, we are not just talking in terms of uh, you know um, providing new knowledge. We are also helping our senior leaders in terms of the art of thinking. How do you think through situations? How do you think through the choice-making uh, uh, behavior inside the organization? How do you think through how well the execution is going on? So it's 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 very much multiple um, you know dimensions in terms of learning. Uh, how to think, how to reflect, how to introspect, how to internalize and uh, and and um, adopt uh, some of the choices which which will be most effective in in their own uh, respective context. So it's a very sort of comprehensive model, and then of course we have a 
curriculum framework. Um, um, we call it triple helix framework. And that, that has uh, multiple layers, uh, which I can share with you um, in a while. Uh, that would be nice to know, because uh, that is something probably makes you think through a lot of things. And I, I really like your approach, the way you explain that how important it is to push the boundaries. That's number one. And second is the faculty is not answering the questions. It is actually pushing the boundaries. It is making you think more. It is making you go beyond what you would do otherwise. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, that's an amazing part of it. That's amazing. So, um, uh, Lalit, thank you so much. We are almost end, at the end of our uh, second segment. We will take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, and I have with me uh, Dr. Lalit Johari from Oxford. And we are talking about how leaders can develop themselves, their own style, and how they can adapt to the fast-changing global environment. In first few sections, Lalit, you, you explained very well uh, how, what, how and what kind of challenges they're facing, and then you are facilitating um, uh, accelerate the next level of learning for leaders to navigate uh, the issues and create performance in a fast-changing environment. Uh, how do you how do you select the people so that they can learn from each other, and how the the facilitate uh, the uh, sorry the facilitator they uh, push them to stretch their boundaries of the thought process instead of just giving them solutions. So that's that's brilliant. That's good to know that how this whole environment is working. But what I was thinking about that to train such level of leaders coming from such diverse background and having done so well already in their life learned a lot in coming from army, diplomats, business, NGOs, these are very different environments they come from and with some set of ideas beyond the impact of participants and beyond the uh, effect of uh, the faculty how they make them think differently how do you structure it how do you structure the whole course so that the leaders get pushed by the structure itself to think differently and participate better in the program and go much more enlightened uh, when once they are done with it yeah, so this was one of the biggest design challenge we face that if we are going to replicate the or representation of the society in the class by uh, selecting participants from different uh, organizations, different countries and and those organizations have um, you know different agendas, different purposes. Uh, somewhere uh, there may be a greater degree of uh, welfare orientation, which is what we see in the context of uh, civil services, and where in some organization it may be um, value creation for the stakeholders, uh, um, at some level profit maximization. And in the context of the social organizations, it may be, um, you know, and being at the forefront under some of the most difficult situations that um, societies are facing, particularly those societies which are experiencing internal strife or uh, some kind of uh, chaos and, uh, and, and lack of uh, governance and lack of uh, responsible leadership. Uh, these are the, the uh, large charities uh, who are working under most difficult situations. So um, we conducted the research and we tried to identify that in each of those contexts, what are some of the leadership uh, tasks? And then we asked the question that, what is it that, what are the different kind of um, outcomes that uh, these senior leaders are looking uh, for. And we discovered that uh, beyond what we see in terms of 
the delivery of the welfare or the maximization of the profit or whatever you want to call it. But fundamentally, there are quite a few things which are universal across uh, different organizations. And one such fundamental force which is guiding all these organizations is being able to establish a purpose uh, which will in a way help them to uh, define and recognize uh, their, their relevance in the context of the society. If you go a little uh, further than the purpose, then again, as I said in the beginning of this uh, conversation, that uh, one of the most important tasks for the leaders is to understand the complex nature of the uh, environment, the working environment, the operating environment, both external as well as internal, and uh, communicate it with very high degree of clarity so that all the stakeholders tend to have a certain degree of collective understanding of uh, what is the context within which this organization is going to strategize and uh, execute its strategy. Another task which is common across all these organizations is to make choices and implement these choices. And I said in the beginning of this conversation, and these choices are in relation to investments, the technology choice, the choice about the kind of talent they want to have, choices in terms of how they want to uh, create the identity of their organization in the context, how do they wish to connect with different uh, stakeholders such as customers or beneficiaries and suppliers in the, in the marketplace, um, what kind of um, um, leadership uh, structure do they want to have, uh, what kind of uh, mechanisms they wish to develop in relation to working with partners in the form of uh, partnerships, alliances, etc., etc. So these are the choices which, uh, irrespective of whether you are for-profit or civil service, these days uh, the leaders of these organizations have to make these uh, choices, call them strategic choices or whatever. And then third and the most important task here is that how do you ensure that your organization is in a continuous mode of thinking and rethinking and unlearning about the past and relearning for the future? How do you ensure that you are able to challenge the mindsets and help uh, in, in help the organization, the employees to adopt to the unfolding environment? Uh, and, and often we need to challenge the dominant beliefs of the organization, the norms, the values of the organization. So that's the sort of whole domain of uh, leadership. When we come to the, the sort of uh, impacts that we are looking for, again, we see that there are quite a few common things that every organization is looking for. First of all, no organization wishes to waste the resources which the society has given to them. So this is about uh, creating value with the given resources. Absolutely. So related to the value is also the fact that there are uh, greater uh, calls on the leaders that uh, they should be able to share the value that they are creating in a very, very responsible way. 
responsible way through the process of allocations. Another uh, outcome that the leaders are looking for is delivering sustainable growth. Now, growth is not just about uh, revenues or income or profit. Uh, the growth of the employees is very important these days. The growth of the organization culture is very important. The growth in terms of the scope of services is becoming very, very important uh, for many um, organizations. So again, we see that there is both a financial meaning to the word growth and there is a non-financial meaning to the word growth. As we saw in the case of value creation, that you have the economic value creation as one domain, then you have other types of values which are more uh, uh, softer and on the behavioral side of the organization. So that's very important. Another kind of impact, uh, irrespective of the type of organization that the leaders are seeking is uh, behaving in a very responsible way so that the organization is is uh, seen and believed to be uh, a trusted citizen of the society. And at the end of all this, all organizations we think uh, must be guided by their inspiration to make a difference in the society, a positive difference in the society. And this we have put together as what we call as a triple helix uh, curriculum framework and um, the, the themes that we select for uh, for the Oxford Advanced Management Leadership Program are guided by this framework. Of course, we keep in mind all the emerging challenges that the, the, the organizations are facing. So we do contextualize a lot of learning, which is done through the case studies. Uh, but in a very sort of fundamental way, uh, this Triple Helix framework provides as some kind of a, uh, a, a comprehensive, holistic framework around which uh, organizations uh, carry out their mission in the context of the society. So this is how we ensure that we are addressing the the learning, um, the the learning uh, inspirations of the senior leaders from uh, all over the world and different type of organizations. So basically with the triple helix you talked about, you are uh, providing the leaders participating in the program a very well researched and established framework, which is yes. allowing them to think strategically, number one, and think differently. That's true. Because that, that's very important because uh, I think they themselves would be very good thinkers, most of the leaders are, but, but uh, an established framework can push, as you rightly earlier mentioned, the boundaries, it's beyond the boundaries also in, in a different way uh, or, or using different approaches. Yes. And, and if they are working, so the way I see is, so here is an established framework which is making you think strategically. And then it is complemented by the diversity of the class, not only in gender, but in terms of geographies, in terms of industries. Uh, it is already allowing people to think differently and thinking yes. beyond the regular thing. And then on top of it, the faculty is facilitating to push those boundaries and allowing the environment 
which, which has been provided with the framework <coughs> guidance, which is kind of driving into a direction which is <coughs> allowing a critical thought process to develop, acceptance of new ideas, building a new ideas, which seems to be uh, a phenomenal process, structure and environment. So let it, at this point, we will take uh, another short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, we have today with us uh, Dr. Lalit Johari from Said Business School. Uh, he's the head of Oxford Advanced Management and Leadership Program. Both very important, management and leadership. Uh, we're having good discussions, Lalit, today. Now we are in our last segment. 
I just quickly wanted to uh, touch base on a few important points and the discussion sure. topic for this section would be can we uh, validate first of all our own leadership style can somebody do it and the second part of my question would be that <clears throat> through such programs and with exposures uh, can someone transform to become a successful leader is that possible so these are uh, the two points and, and and then the third one was what is the role of self-reflection for a leader how effective it is yeah sure again i mean uh, these are some <clears throat> very important questions and um, so um, in in validating one's uh, leadership uh, approach uh, first of all you need uh, feedback you should be able to get feedback uh, from the people who you are working with um, secondly you need an opportunity to reflect on it uh, thirdly you need a, a very strong uh, uh, reason and inspiration to be able to change if if a change is required alternately if uh, if you think that uh, through introspection if you come to the conclusion that uh, um, some of the aspects of your leadership approach are working then you feel more uh, confident because self awareness itself is one of the inputs in terms of the personal effectiveness and success of the leaders so we we um, have devised mechanisms within the program through which we are able to to help people to reflect on uh, first of all uh, um, you know <clears throat> get feedback on their uh, leadership approach and this is done uh, through series of uh, psychometric tests as they are called and uh, before you come to the program once you are selected on the program you are uh, sent a series of uh, the psychometric tests some are based on self assessment and there are other uh, tests which are based on feedback by your uh, seniors by the peer group by people who are reporting to you in some cases uh, also external stakeholders so and then we collate uh, this feedback um, and we can we have a database of uh, senior leaders from all over the world across different sectors so we have basis for comparison and and then we can uh, co correlate this feedback with certain um, um, factors which which are um, sitting behind their leadership approach and these are often called the personality factors so this is one way through which we are able to provide feedback to the leaders who come on the program then um during the course of their tutorial session these are one to one sessions each participant have a personal tutor during the program they will uh, discuss and reflect on the feedback that they have received through the psychometric test and that's the point where your uh, tutor is going to help you to sort of uh, 
help you to unpack yourself as a leader, help you to think very deeply and in a very reflective and introspective way uh, as to what you are doing, is it the right way, uh, do you think that you need to make changes, they will focus on uh, aspects which are not uh, seeming to be working for you, uh, they will focus on aspects in terms of uh, what are the different ways through which you can uh, enrich your uh, your uh, menu of development choices as a leader. So that's the sort of second phase where you use the feedback to be able to reflect and introspect. Now, in addition to this, we use many other mechanisms during the program uh, which sort of provide you a sort of um, mirror in terms of seeing yourself as a leader. So th these are in the form of, uh, you know, listening to these stories of uh, leaders who have navigated the complexities of, uh, in, in the context of their organizational life or even in terms of their personal passions. So we invite a lot of such uh, leaders. Now, by the way, these are not inspirational or motivational speakers. These are the leaders, yeah, these are the leaders who have gone through a series of situations in which uh, the answers, the leadership answers were not so easily visible. So they had to innovate, they had to uh, respond very, very quickly to those emerging situations. Sometimes those situations could be very, very turbulent. So examples being explorers and navigators, etc., etc., or mountaineers. So we listen to their stories and then we sort of uh, use those as the mirror uh, to reflect on our own leadership. If we were in their situation, how we would have responded to those situations. We also use uh, mythodrama, Shakespeare's mythodrama, to track uh, the, 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 the story of uh, some of the great historical leaders and uh, we learn from certain episodes in their life as a leader and once again it provides a very important opportunity for the, the senior executives in the program to be able to reflect and uh, see that how uh, those leaders have responded to situations which are emerging in front of them. And then of course we have uh, uh, comparative uh, exercises where once again you are called upon to demonstrate your leadership uh, in order to to be able to uh, convince uh, and uh, the, the, the people who are in the community, the class community or the wider community of the school and then uh, be able to uh, you know um, either uh, win a competitive situation in terms of a sports activity or in terms of even a debate or a case discussion. So there is a lot going on here uh, in terms of how we help the, the senior leaders who come on the program to be able to reflect on their leadership. And this whole thing ends uh, in the form of a document which we call as the action plan, which has several layers. And this will be uh, in the form of an innovation action plan, a self-development action plan, a team development action plan, 
an organizational development action plan and of course uh, actions which i will take in the larger context of the society to make a difference in the society so a very comprehensive uh, document emerges uh, at the end of the program and then our tutors will get back to all the uh, now they have all become alumni after the program and have follow up tutorials and we continuously uh, stay in touch with our uh, alumni to be able to uh, listen to them that how well their action plan is uh, going um, what changes they have to make and what are the new additions they need to think through and often we have found that uh, some of our alumni are doing things which are uh, which are not uh, even part of the action plan so um, recently we were very pleased to hear that two of the alumni of the program have uh, joined hands to to write a book which is being published by the oxford university press so you can imagine the the book has a very prestigious publisher behind them and the book is on global business so so we we are extremely pleased with the sort of uh, the 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 effort that the participant put in to augment each other's learning as well as the efforts they put in after the program to be able to make a big impact in the in the in the context of the the organization and the society including their families now oh, that's wonderful lalit it's it's pretty clear from today's discussion that uh, you have clearly laid out a very well thought out plan how to leverage the strengths of leaders in various domains and uh, connect them together uh, with an excellent faculty to drive their thought process and give a structure to make them still think better and higher to to succeed in developing their own thought process uh, for various situations and the situations especially in today's world when everything is changing around us so fast in the world of information technology so let it thank you so much i wish we could continue forever but uh, we are we have come to the end of our program i really appreciate you participating in the program and throwing light on how leaders can be taking advantage of opportunities for them to hone their skills and to manage and lead in the society and the business and the environment which is changing so fast so thank you so much lalit